How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture Pulpit. My name is Tyler. And I'm Nick. I love you 3,000. Aw, that's like the most you've ever told me you love me. Like, that's so much. I was talking to the person behind you, actually. Sorry. But... There's nobody behind me, I hope. <laughs> oh, uh, awkward. scary. Anyway, we're back with another episode, and we're talking again about Marvel, so we've brought our best friend back on the podcast, Haley Fouts. Woo! Here my class. <laughs> I'm just full of nice words today. I, know, I don't know what's just going so nice on. Nice to people. It's because you haven't seen us in a while. It's unlike that, you. That's what I very unlike. He's me. so mean to us. Well, please help. Yeah, <laughs> please help. <laughs> well, uh, we are starting off the podcast with a brand new segment. Something that we just came up with five minutes before we started. Yes, and sir. It couldn't have been more perfect of a segment to come up with. But I'm gonna let Nick explain it and. Uh, Give us the theme song for it as well. Hello, folks. I'm Nick, and this is our weekly segment, Nick at Night. Nick, 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 Nick. Nick at Night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to workshop that a Gold. little bit more in between this. But <laughs> this is our segment, two to five minutes, in which I will give you what is going on in the world of comic books, movies, and media. Uh, letting you guys know what's going on this week, what's been newly announced, what's been kind of just happening, but not big enough for a full episode yet. So, and we're, we're timing him, folks. Yeah, so they're timing me. That's why I'm between talking two and four very, minutes. very, very fast. But today is a big day for Warner Brothers Discovery. So they announced a new It project. It's a prequel series. Um, hopefully, you know, that'll be great. Everything and floats, Georgie. I hate that voice. Um, <laughs> they've also announced a new Lord of the Rings project. Mm. Uh, it's Very gonna be promising. some movies, yeah. Uh, they've also had some interviews talking about how um, they're not gonna be stepping on the toes of Peter Jackson's trilogy. Uh, they have very much said those are amazing, and we don't want to even try to compare to those. Man made some magic 20 years ago. Amen. That's all I have to say. Stands the test of time. Oh yeah, they announced some new stuff with Suicide Squad kills the Justice Justice League, which honestly I'm so excited about. It looks like a great game, and the more they talk about, it, the more I'm like. I'm getting PS5 for that. Unfortunately, not going to drop $70 on that, though. So. I will. Okay. Um, they've, after seeing the uh, the success of Hogwarts Legacy, they are going to actually be doubling down on Harry Potter and that world and the world of Hogwarts Legacy. So you know what? Let's be looking out for some new uh, thoughts and new ideas and new things um, from there. And then David Zaslav, David Zaslav. has watched The Flash and has said he says he's lo- he loves it. That's all I have to say. I mean, and... You know what? That can be taken in a couple different ways. <laughs> this concludes our first segment of Nick at Night. Nick, 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 Nick at Night. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was wonderful. Thank you. But now on to the bread and butter, the meat and the potatoes. I don't know if those. That's a full meal right <laughs> that there. That is a full meal right there. We are going to be talking about our non-spoiler and spoiler review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which we all Wait, saw. Wait, we watched that movie? We did watch it. Some of us watched it on opening night, others yeah. hey, prioritized hey. friendships and other things. It was a birthday. I could not go. I saw it first. Uh, Haley did saw it first. first. This is why she's on the podcast as a guest appearance. True fan. True fan. She beat us to the punch. That's right. That's right. And if you if you want Haley alone's non spoiler review, she's not going to give it because we're not going to give her the chance. Nope. (laughs) Anyway, she will be giving it on here though. Yes. All right. So just to start off, uh, this has been flying around like crazy that the critic score for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania is the second lowest among. 
uh, MCU projects at 49%. That's dumb. The only other one, can we guess what the only other one? Thor, on? Love, and Thunder. No. Wait, Eternals. That's right. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Thor, I Love, forgot. and Thunder, believe it or not, Please don't say still it. has a fresh rating. That's stupidity. What? Yes. It's in the 60s, I believe, but still, for comparison... Cocaine Bear has a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, that is cinema right there. Cocaine Bear, that's like the next Titanic. That's right. They're going to be making an extended universe based on Cocaine Bear. Have you seen Cocaine uh, Trash Panda and Cocaine uh, Winnie the Pooh and Cocaine Child? Do not make a Cocaine Winnie the Pooh. This I will is the cry. Cocaine Cinematic Universe, the CCU. The CCU. Okay, but uh, the audience definitely rates it much, much higher at 84%. That's Ant-Man and the Wasp, Woo! not Cocaine Bear. <laughs> cocaine Bear, uh, I'm looking it up Cocaine now. Bear is the 79%, is 79%. Oh my audience. gosh, that's so, so good. It, we got to go see it, right? So, yes. So coming into this, if you're just looking at the Rotten Tomatoes of the critics, you would think, God, oh, this was a dud. But, well, critics are kind of dumb. Critics? Martin Scorsese would count as a critic, so. Oh, really? Yeah. In my head. In your head, not on <laughs> Maybe paper. not okay. on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's just talk about non-spoiler. Mm -hmm. And trust me, folks, any spoilers that are revealed during the non-spoiler segment of this podcast will be bleeped out. It'll be really funny, so honestly, I might just spoil the crap out of it so you can bleep <laughs> me out. So since I was mean to Haley after being nice to Haley, I'm going to let Haley go first. <laughs> Haley, what were your thoughts? Non-spoiler. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Okay. Um, yeah. I liked it. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed sitting in the theater and watching it. That is a reaction. <laughs> that is a reaction. Um, in comparison to other Ant-Man movies, I think it is my least favorite. Ooh. Yeah. That's a hot I, take. Yeah. I love the Ant-Man movies, but this one just seemed like it was it was setting up for a lot of things, but also I think it was more of a comedy relief. Rather than depth uh, to the story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the trailer definitely lent itself to be much, much more emotional. Yeah. And less funny. To be fair, the people who make the trailers, they kind of just get free reign and get to be like, yeah, this will make a good trailer. Yeah, but that was the hard part because I do agree with that. Yeah, I think my expectation for what Ant-Man Quantumania was going to be was different than what it was. So do you personally believe that we could sue them? For the trailer being that bad. No. No. Oh, darn it. Okay. So on a scale out of 10, what would you give Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? And would you recommend that MCU fans go and see it? Oh, I would give it a six, but I would still recommend definitely seeing it. I think it was definitely worth the watch. Good. But it's not one that I think I'm going to go back and rewatch. Then the other question is Thor Love and Thunder, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I would pick Ant-Man and the Wasp okay. Quantumania. Got it. Okay. All right, Nick, Nicholas Quickless, what oh, you got? Oh my gosh, you know, it It was, my my movie theater experience is always better uh, at the movie theater I go to, so I get, I get food brought to my seat, and I have straight up massage chairs and heated seats, so honestly, it always makes the movie better. Huh? Yeah, it's a great theater, I love it. Um, Wh what theater is this, and why don't we Sperry's go to it? Sperry's in Holland, Michigan. Sperry's like the shoe Holland. company. Yes, it's wow. spelled the same way, but they are amazing. Uh, absolutely love them. Shout Wait out to Sperry's. I think I've been to. It's I've amazing. Seen, There's I've one in Port Huron and Sp and in uh, Holland, and then there are a couple others that are like it, but this is the one that are I've found Are there any up by cheapest. Traverse City? There might be one. Okay, I think I've been to 
one. But it's like, great. Yeah, it's great. So my my experience is always a little bit. I, I always have to Better. get. Yeah, it's. I was. I'm like, oh man, what this kind could of be a food terrible. do they bring to you? So they actually have like restaurants that you can order from. Okay, so it's like okay, I've I have seen those places. Well, as well. they used to do a lot of it in house, and yeah. then in the last six months or so, they transferred to be part to partner with restaurants that are around them that are like oh. right there because they're on a strip of yeah. restaurants. They're yeah. downtown Holland. Um, and so they partner with restaurants and then the restaurants cook it and they grab that's it. That's fun. And, yeah. That's real fun. That's really great. All right. So what's your review? My review of the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was, it was good. I, I was pleasantly surprised because I wasn't, I was unsure going in. Like mm-hmm. I, I was excited and I kind of, I agree with you guys. I kind of wish it had been a little bit more serious, mm-hmm. but I was still pleasantly surprised with my enjoyability because Ant-Man the Wasp, like Ant-Man 2. Yes. Wasn't exactly my favorite. Like, yeah. Ant-Man eh, definitely. Ant-Man 1. Yes. Yes. Banger of a movie. Yes. Ant-Man 2, I felt like it was that comedy relief. So I was in the same boat of like, I'm hoping this is kind of breaks the, mm-hmm. the, 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 yeah. But, you know, still a good movie. I would enjoy it. I, I would say it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. And so out of 10, out would of 10. you, would you recommend it? And Thor, Love and Thunder, or Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I know your answer already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know it. Um, But I would say 7 out of 10. Okay. I would still call that a passing grade. Um, But that that is a passing grade in almost every scale, I believe. Except for master scales. Uh, Whatever. See, exactly. Um, But would would give it a 7 out of 10. Uh... Ant-Man and the Wasp over, over Love and Thunder, you know, because... And you would encourage people to see it. Oh, I, I would encourage people to see it. I would say it's a needed film to see, even more than just, like, the the actual, yeah. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, and so, for me... Yeah, what are your thoughts, Tyler? Please. I, I, walked in, I walked out of the theater saying it was an 11 out of you 10. You walked out of the movie? Whoa. Yeah, I know. I walked out saying it was an eleven out of ten. I was I was on some I was on some MCU withdrawal, I guess, because Dude, I was high on Kang. It I was, was talking so to somebody today, and they were like, "Tyler just thought it was the greatest movie ever." And <laughs> yes, I, I I didn't really think it was that great of a movie. So I ran into uh, a few people, Alex and Katie, and and all that, and I said. Oh, it was an 11 out of 10. I mean, <laughs> I was so good. And it was literally right after I saw it. I woke up the next morning. I'm like, yep, 9 out of 10. I'll, I'll stick there. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. So Ant-Man is actually the movie that got me back in, like, got me into the MCU. Oh. Before I saw Ant-Man, I had not seen Avengers. I had not seen, I had seen the first three Iron Man, Man movies, and that was it. Wow. I had seen nothing else. I I saw the Hulk with uh, Edward Norton. But. Are you but a madman? Like, what the heck is wrong with you? Yeah, you're calling you're talking I'm about calling Thanos. you a madman. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just calling you a madman. You called just, me a madman. I just can't believe that you didn't. I know, but but so I the weird thing was I was on, I was in a play. I think it was in a hotel, and I was on demand looking for a movie to watch. Okay, okay. So and I found this. It was free. I found the first Ant Man, and I put it on. And I'm I was hooked instantly. He's like Paul Rudd shirtless in the first two minutes. Oh, absolutely! Sign me up. <laughs> Amen. But it was so funny. It was so well done. I loved it, and I love Michael Douglas. So it was just straight mm-hmm. up. Okay, I'm gonna give this some some thought. And then I started it from the very beginning, mm-hmm. and I watched mm-hmm. it all the way till I caught up. And I'm like, 
This is so dang good. <laughs> you you want to know the movie that got me into Marvel? What's that? Thor The Dark World. I was going to oh call it. Gosh. I was like, it's, it's one of the Thors. So it was only up from there. It was only up from there. See, hot take. I love Thor and Thor oh, The Dark World. Thor number one is great. I love mm. The Dark World. I don't care what anybody says. I love it. It was convoluted, but it was just the right amount of convoluted. I thought it was fun. It, I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was a 10 out of... No, I'm just kidding. I thought uh, it was a 20 out of 10. Tyler's never come off of that high. Movie ever. So with Ant-Man and the Wasp, I did feel a lot... Uh, not a lot, but much of the comedy was misplaced, mistimed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the portion that we see in the trailer where Scott is in his jail cell. Mm-hmm. In the trailer, that's like Scott is like pooing his pants, yeah. right? <laughs> He's cracking jokes, and Kang is right there. And I'm like, oh, that's just, that mm-hmm. doesn't feel right. And, and and what I appreciated, and I, maybe this is not true, but I felt as though there was less action in this Ant-Man than most Marvel movies. It was a lot of, like, comedic. There was a lot of going to a place yeah. instead oh. of, like, actually mm-hmm. fighting anything. Yeah. And then when it when we were fighting... Anybody, I I will say when we were fighting Kang, we didn't get huge action mm-hmm. like I you thought know, we it, would. It almost makes me think of like a D and D one shot. Yes, just because like hundred percent, yeah. It, it's all building up to that one like final like yes. conflict, but you, there's so much individual like world building yes. along the way, and that felt disappointing to me. That's understandable. However, I still would give it a nine out of ten because I loved Jonathan Majors. So oh. much in this mm-hmm. portrayal, mm-hmm. and it was so much different than He Who Remains, like he said in an interview. So that's not a spoiler, but so much different, so good. Nine out of ten. I think everybody should see it, and I think it is the gateway to five and six. Like, like everybody has said, like yeah. they toted it as. I think it is the gateway to five and six, and then I definitely would put this above Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, I would like to let you guys know something. Um, there were supposed to be two Paul Rudd shirtless scenes. In Did this you just movie. see me looking that up? No, I actually didn't. <laughs> I, I just had, I had just seen... looked that up because oh. I knew that was a thing. <clears throat> Darn it. Yeah, I had seen his interview on it and he was like, they took out both my shirtless scenes. <laughs> what? That might be too spoilery. No, that, no. that is true. No, we'll bleep it out if we, after the <laughs> podcast, we saw Paul Rudd. <laughs> they the took out my straight. <laughs> they took out my <laughs> scenes. <laughs> okay, so. We all encourage you, if you're listening and you haven't seen it, go see Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Don't listen to the critics. It's better than what they say, okay? But it's not better than Magic Mike. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It came out last weekend, Leave. too. I'm actually curious. Cocaine how that, Bear, how that <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. Magic Mike. <laughs> Magic Mike last dance all the way up here. And now it's time for the main event of the evening at this point. If you have not seen Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, it is time to pause this podcast and go away. Get out. Go watch but it. But come back. Go come, break come into back. a theater. <laughs> come back later. Yeah. After you've broken into a theater, sat down, watch the movie. Wait, make yourself some popcorn yet first. Get some, get a movie uh, bucket and, drive up and the some. Holland. There you go. Yeah. Drive to Holland. Oh, no. Go to, go to AMC. Yeah. Get the helmet and then go in and, and get your drink and your popcorn. Sit down, watch the movie, then come back and watch this. I will say I was very tempted to get the popcorn bucket. <sighs> Should have. And I so do regret getting it. So I think I'm going to have to drive back and get it. But our theater has them. 
I know. Oh. I'm, I'm, I said drive back to AMC. I th- you, the way you said that, never mind. Drive back to Holland. You said drive back, and I was like, drive back where? Like, do you, are you, Did you go out of town for this? Yes. I'm ashamed to go to see Marvel movies in Marion because <laughs> nobody wants to see them. Okay, anyway, yeah. we are entering the spoiler portion. So in five, four, three, two, one. Let's spoil the movie for everybody who's still Man, when Ant-Man dies. <laughs> Man, when he just snapped his neck, I thought, well. No. All right. So if people listen to our predictions video, we got some stuff on, on the money and this close. Mm-hmm. So I timed it. It was about 15 to 20 minutes in <laughs> that they went to the quant- quantum realm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We had it spot on. Okay. So one of us said that it was Hope that was the one helping her get to the quantum realm, mm. I believe. We didn't factor in uh, Hank Pym. We didn't think Hank was that dumb. We no, should have been smarter. I mean, <laughs> right. I, I just like Hank. Of all the guys, it's Hank. He, he, he is the most conservative, like, don't use my Pym particles for anything at all. Okay, but. But I guess Janet softened his heart. Well, Janet came back and he was like, oh, well, frick, I can be it an idiot now because she's fine. Exactly, exactly. But we got the opening scene. We got a hodgepodge of our predictions. We got it spot on. Mm-hmm. It really was Cassie in prison. Yep. It was a montage of what Scott did awesome and hope. And then we I don't think we predicted that Janet was in the quantum realm as a flashback. I don't think we predicted no, we that didn't. at all. I didn't but get that. that was a great opening great. scene. Great. Yes. It it very much set up what was about to happen. Because honestly, I for the first thing I thought was that Kang was just chasing Janet mm-hmm. when she was mm-hmm. in the quantum realm, but didn't know her. Not that she helped him and yeah. brought him back to life and brought his shit yeah. back and all that stuff. To get the image of Kane so helpless in the beginning was yes. so unexpected. Yes, and it really does show you how ruthless he is because he put on... Question, did he put on an act to get Janet to help? No. Or was it genuine helplessness morphing into believably he was going to help her and get her back to her timeline? See, that's the thing. is I don't think any of it was like an act whatsoever. I mm. think... He truly, like, that's the thing that makes Kang a good villain. Yeah. Is he truly believes in his cause. Mm-hmm. Right. He truly believes that, like, he has to win or else things will fail. But there's also that lust for power. Because he believes he has to win. Like, that's, it's this, it's the whole, like, Lex Luthor mindset of, like, I believe I'm the only one who can save things. Yeah. See, the only reason I partially disagree with that is because this is a frustration point for me. He's getting ready to leave the quantum realm. He's got everything in place. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, here they come. They're coming to break through, right? He lets all of his lackeys and stuff do Mm -hmm. the fighting. Yeah. He himself does the typical trope of a bad guy and stands up there. If he was the conqueror, if he was the one, if, fine, I'll do it myself. That's, he would have just true. gone that's and done it. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like that wasn't Like part we didn't of it. get enough of Kang just being a conqueror. Okay. That is my big thing about Kang. And I'm sorry I'm talking so much. Uh, okay. Go for it. But when I entered that movie theater after seeing the trailer and seeing Kang come on the screen, get his suit, and just start being just a boss, I thought, we are going to get What If Ultron as a mm. human being oh, yeah. with a beating heart. And what's going to be his downfall is that he's a human. And that he is going to 
let his human flaws play into his ruthless desire and lust to win, to conquer, to do all that stuff. That's what I wanted in Kang. Unfortunately, I didn't get that fully with Kang. And we heard so much in the movie about uh, Kang displaced us. He he conquered us. And we are a displaced community mm-hmm. over here. They wiped the floor pretty easily with with Kang. I mean, they made Kang look silly. <clears throat> yeah. They stormed the capital city and made Kang look silly. With ants. With ants. Okay, okay. <laughs> I would just like to say that... Those ants, like, they make a very good point that those ants are, like, so... like They're thousands lived, of years yeah, old. They're, yeah, they're thousands of years old. Yes, the technology Kang is using is also thousands of years old. Right. Or thousands of years new. But these ants, like, like, yes, it's silly that it's ants. Do I think that is silly? Yes. <laughs> but I also think it's Marvel finally actually playing into the campiness of Marvel to an extent. Okay. Where you've got Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl mm-hmm. who appears and one-shots Galactus. Okay. <laughs> like, like it's that level of, of like... Ridiculousness? Ridiculousness. Okay. To, that, that they still back up with, plausibly, we can tell you why this actually worked. Yeah. Well, and I'm totally in favor of what happened with the ants. Like, it makes sense. I approve. It's not somehow Palpatine returned. Oh, my God. Let's not talk about the new Star Wars sequel trilogy. Sorry, I just I, just, I, I use that as an it. example of poor writing. I can't handle it. Oh, it's the poorest. It's like, it's like poor writing to save poor writing. So it was just terrible all around. Yeah. But uh, Haley, Thoughts. talk to us. Talk to us. Let us know what 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 uh, what part of Ant Man and the Wasp were you so excited to share before the podcast? Oh my gosh, <laughs> the post credit scene. Wait, oh, are you my kidding gosh. me? I literally, I yelled. The, the, in the theater, theater gasped. I yes. Went, no, I had such a dead theater, and I literally go, yes. <laughs> like in the theater, I did not care. I love Loki so much. So yes. when I saw him, I was like, yes, this is all I cared about. So, I yeah. I thought we were seeing literally just some post credit part of Kang. Mm-hmm. I did not expect Loki to be there, and the fear on his face. Mm-hmm. When he's telling Moby, he's Mobius, terrified. He is. It's great. It's it's incredible. And from what I read online, so that particular iteration of Kang is one of the most dangerous. Victor one, Timely. Yes, unbelievably dangerous, and I have no idea why. And I don't mm-hmm. want to see why because Loki's not too far away from coming out. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the summer, right? Yeah, summer. I, I yeah. believe so. Let me check. Oh, it's, it's so summer. exciting. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. I literally was like, that was my favorite part. Like, I <laughs> left the theater on such a high note just because of that. Yes. And I honestly was going to get up and leave because I thought there was only going to be one post credit scene, and I'm glad I stayed. Um, we should have included that in the non-spoiler portion, that there are two post credit mm-hmm. scenes for anybody that was listening, that's but okay. that's okay. Um, okay, so we got the beginning mostly right. They got sucked into the qu- the quantum realm. How did we think the portrayal of Modoc was? Well done, I thought, mid or not what not done well? I don't know. I thought um, it was pretty well done. Partially because I really enjoy the idea of, and some people some people didn't like this, but I really like the idea that Cassie is literally beating tra- the crap out of the guy who was probably her, yeah, yeah who was probably her 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 biggest nightmare yeah. for the longest time and she gets to grow up and actually fight him mm-hmm. but then like 
as stupid as it was, my favorite my favorite part of the movie because it was just so stupid was when he's like, "My name's Darren and I'm not a dick." Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I just I couldn't I, not laugh. Uh, it, it was so bad, but I was also just like, "That's I don't know why it's so funny." The fact that Modoc was the one that took Kang down with that joke and just the. Uh, just I didn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. I did not like it. Yeah, I did. I, I didn't like it. Don't like it. it. I don't like <laughs> it. I don't like it. What was the goo thing? What was his name? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, uh, the goo thing was absolutely. Thing. It was a, the epitome of holes. comedy. The epitome of comedy. That was comedy well done. Like, and that was calling back the whole I have holes thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so good. But um, yeah, I thought Modoc definitely could have been more. Definitely the punching bag of the whole movie. And he was built up to be the the hunter. The yeah. hunter is coming to get you. And he it's not man. It's not machine. And it does not care. It will get you. And then he lifts up the mask and starts cracking jokes. And being I Darren mean, to Cross. be fair, like, like, I think that's the thing is we run into this, this problem with a lot of movies. And just media in general now where we, they want to tell a story. Yeah. And they want to provide a a level of like importance, or or repertoire, for uh, a villain or a character. Yeah. And then the problem is, is that f- the first interaction that we see of that thing is with the main character who can't die. Yes. Yes. And we don't get this. There are stakes here. Yeah. And I think. What we need to see more often is this level of if you're going to give a repertoire, if you're going to give a background, if you're going to say this is the hunter, he's going to kill it. Like he will like give us like we watch him do it a little bit. He wipes some people out. He does some stuff. But give us a little bit more. Yeah. Before he interacts with the person who we all sitting here as the audience know he's not going to kill. Right. Like I don't if he makes jokes. Fine. If he's if he's the punching bag. Fine. If he's a lackey. Fine. I don't care. Give us something where he's a little bit more than that. Though. Yeah, yeah. Because the whole thing was, oh, look at your little baby legs. Yeah. And my name's not Darren. I'm Modoc. Oh, and they kept interrupting him. That was another mm-hmm. thing that was very frustrating mm-hmm. for me. I hate to be interrupted. Mm-hmm. I hate to have somebody like literally in the middle of a sentence start talking and like interrupt. And they did. The, they kept saying. Darren? For every new character that was interacting mm-hmm. with Modoc. Darren? Is this Darren? Okay, and another thing is... When, yeah, so Haley... Uh, oh my gosh, stop interrupting <laughs> me. Okay, I'm sorry. so when Ant-Man is talking to Modoc in his prison, and he's explaining, you know, what Modoc means, and then Ant-Man interrupts and says, Oh, it's an acronym, bro! See, I, I just... I did not enjoy the portrayal of Modoc in that regard. Haley, what are your thoughts? I enjoyed MODOK. I am happy that he was introduced to MCU. I'm disappointed that he died, though. True. Like, it would have been interesting to see him coming out of the quantum realm and somehow being implemented more in the MCU. Yeah, like creating AIM. Yeah. Like, behind the scenes, and then all of a sudden, boom. But I also saw... I agree. There were parts where he was silly. If I could give this movie a word, it would be silly. Good, but silly. Yes. But MODOK... Was silly. And Ant-Man mm. is traditionally silly. funnier than other, or there's more comedy in Ant-Man movies. Because it's Paul Rudd. We love Paul Rudd. We love do. Him. I didn't say it was bad. However, I, was Paul Rudd. I think it was too silly for the story they needed to tell, which was Kang is silly. a big threat. Here's something. 
So in the beginning, there's there's oftentimes this this thing that's happening in movies nowadays where we demean the male lead mm. to raise up the female leads. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that can be done very poorly in places. And as soon as Cassie is talking back to her father in the car, I thought, oh no, please don't do this to Ant Man. He's too pure and too lovely. Don't do this to him. And they they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I was very yeah. I was very appreciative that she actually just turned out to be a punk kid, who teenager who thought she knew better, and then when it came down to it, she leaned into her dad, and there was a clear bond, father daughter mm-hmm. synergy that was working together when they were fighting. See, yeah, but I do agree she has a point, like about protesting and going to jail no about helping people and using what they have to help people right that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about in the car yeah no i understand i'm just that's like her entire argument the entire time though but her argument was in the car was dad you don't you just don't know you just don't don't, get it and then hope chimed in and said kind of right you're kind of telling her what to do and it's like yeah that's your dad Mm -hmm. like he has he does have authority over you when they're in the quantum realm Debating on whether to save the people or not, that is a typical trope, is that the dad yeah. just wants to protect his daughter, but the yeah. daughter wants to help people. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was all for that. That was 100% good move. Tyler's dad instincts were kicking in. Yeah. Well, well I was like, I was like it, could, it could very easily have turned into, we're going to kick Ant-Man to the side and we're going to raise up Cassie. Yeah. And then we're going to make Ant-Man nothing. That makes sense. Like, I can understand that. Like other Marvel projects have done. In certain regards, yeah, but I'm glad they they kept it straight along the line. I was I was very appreciative of that. Understandable, yeah, understandable. So, okay, what what else are we thinking about this movie that we want to share? I will about? say, so, and this is this is probably a little too a little too like theoretical future stuff, but mm. I was talking about this earlier. But I don't think Kang's dead. Yes. Kang is not dead. Yes, agreed. I believe the Conqueror is going to come back mm-hmm. as the new Beyonder of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. And if you don't know who the Beyonder is, Beyonder is like an omnipotent being outside of time and space who uh, controls a place called Battle World. And in the comic books, he's the reason that secret that the Secret Wars happen, which is the sixth Avenger, Avengers film. Mm. My theory is, because we've got all these Kangs, first post-credit scene, we've got all these Kangs who are like... The Conqueror is dead. Yes. And they're like, okay, well, we got to start killing people now because Conqueror can't be. If, if the con- if the one that we were like, we got to exile him to make sure he doesn't kill us. Right. Is dead. And they're going to be like, we got to start killing people. I don't think the heroes can handle that many Kangs. Absolutely not. That's a lot of ki- That was way too many Kangs. Yes. My thought process is, is they're going to be failing. They're going to be on the verge of like death just absolute destruction it's gonna be like there's no hope our heroes or our heroes yes okay and kang the conqueror kang the beyonder will come out and wipe the floor with every single other kang and the heroes will be like holy frick who the heck is like saving us who's doing this this is incredible and then and then well yeah you've got you're gonna have you're gonna have the ones who know who who get it and then they're gonna see it's a kang and he's gonna be like Oh, I'm not doing this out of the like the pureness of my heart. Yeah. yeah. 
you're going to be my, like, I'm going to watch you fight for entertainment. And he's going to, like, snap his fingers and he'll be on Battle World. And that's where the fifth Avengers is going to end is with them on Battle World and him saying, you will fight for your world to actually be the final one left standing. And if you choose not to fight, I will destroy your world. Oh, my gosh. That'd be really sad. But also very good. That gives me vibes of the comic book where Thanos won. Yeah. To impress Lady Death or whoever it is. The original Infinity Saga. Right. Yeah. And he's got Hulk as a pet and every other living creature is dead. Yeah. And it just makes my stomach turn. Like, what if? I've explained that before. Like, what if made my stomach turn? That would make my stomach turn. Just to see Kang... just to see the hopelessness that's displayed. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much tension in me, and mm-hmm. that would be a very Infinity Wars level yeah. cliffhanger. Yeah, and then that's like, well, but then, and then you have the Secret Wars happen on Battleworld, and you, like, they come out victorious and all this stuff. It's a whole nother endgame level event, and we get a reboot with that, like a, a soft reboot to kind of mm. provide a explanation for the mutants, the Fantastic Four, anybody yeah. who's been missing. Mm-hmm. You get a full-on, straight-off-the-bat universe that Marvel and Disney own yeah. for them to make whatever the heck they want. Yeah. What, what do you think about his theory? Yeah, I think I like that theory, but I really don't know how all Marvel will continue after that. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I have like, no idea. I f- like would that be it for Marvel? No, no. no. Like, my my assumption is that's their way. As of long like, as they print money, okay. yeah, yeah. As long as they print money, and <laughs> they have plenty more characters, yeah. But like for the audience wise, like I yeah. don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, would our investment end at that point? Yeah. Like, would, well, I think that's the way that you make it so people come jump back in. Mm, yeah. So that the people who we, aren't us three, because because we will all jump back in. Whatever they release, we will jump yeah. back yeah. into. Because they could just start the X-Men just straight up. They could. They could. Yeah. Yeah. But I do I do want to see Doctor Doom done well. Uh, and that's, yeah. that's what movie. I think. That's what yeah. I think is is that's the way that they would have yes. to do it is he would be their next big, big mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Like he would be a bad that I think could possibly get beaten in a movie, come back, and continue to come back and come back and come back and come back. Yeah. But that's the thing is like they, I don't think it'll be this saga because it just doesn't. Kang's a big enough villain. They don't need to make more villains for this saga. Oh, absolutely. And so I think, like, I think that's where they go with that, honestly. Yeah. I saw a theory that basically said that uh, Kang is the correct big bad to rival Thanos in mm-hmm. this saga. However, he was the wrong bad guy for the quant- for Quantumania. They were saying that mm-hmm. MODOK should have been the main bad mm. and alluded to Kang Still being subservient to Kang, but we yeah. didn't know that till the end. Yeah, kind of like how like Loki in <laughs> Avengers is to th- that exactly. See, good. And, yes. and and I would agree. Except my thing is, is like with Kang being who Kang is, I would be so frustrated sitting like watching Loki, seeing the one who uh, he who remains yes. die. Yes, and then be like, when are we finally gonna get to see him? Like. I'm yeah. I'm tired of waiting when mm-hmm. we when I know that they have an endless amount of Kangs. This is true. I'm like if this you if you have an endless amount of Kangs and you can kill a Kang every movie. Yeah. Yes. Why would I why would I not? But I do think the conqueror is the one. And I yeah. do agree. He's yeah. he's not going anywhere. He's yeah, he's, here. he's he's definitely he's alive. No he, body no death. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Yeah. He's going to master what and they're going to come up with whatever convoluted reason to <laughs> to explain how that Kang 
didn't know he was still alive. They're going to come up with it. Oh yeah. Oh, I hid in the the mega quantum realm. Well, I mean he's he's in a he's in a place outside of time. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. He's in a place outside of time and space. Yeah, and maybe this Kang finds something similar to he who remains finds. Yeah. And is able to tame it and all that. It'd be very interesting. And when at what how long is that Kang in his space before he yeah. like is it is it like an hour like is he is he like gone for 12 hours for him and it's like like years for everybody it's like four years exactly Mm -hmm. yeah that kind of thing yeah but i do i do agree when kang was killed the idea of a new kang in every single main marvel movie coming up being killed i like that concept but at the same time i really wish the conqueror stayed Mm -hmm. the conqueror yes Mm -hmm didn't look as weak as he did mm, at the end. Yeah. Because yeah. he looked kind of like a weenie yeah. at yeah. the end. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like, Modox has his funny <clears throat> joke, breaks his shield and the ants, yeah. right? And then he gets up there and he, typical Kang, he's got like this whole arm exposed mm-hmm. and like in every has portrayal. Has bicep, sh- like just, just killing him. Yeah, just, I, just killing I think Ant-Man. it was Stephen Colbert and John, John, Jonathan Majors. They were talking, he was interviewing him. They pulled out his toy and Stephen Colbert's like, they made your biceps way too small. And Jonathan Majors like, oh yeah, you're totally right. That's that, 100% yeah, right. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just shredded. I'm shredded. Just breaking out of this, this shirt right now. But I thought Kang the Conqueror should have gotten out and not he's dead yeah yeah. he should have gone in disgrace somewhere defeated the conqueror is defeated and he's he's in a weakened place and gone Mm -hmm. but not in the way we think he's dead that's my imagine if they'd like if 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 let's just say ant-man and wasp they jump out they get out with everybody else right um and the conqueror is like sitting there just like angry like dude's Mm -hmm. just sitting in anguish and out steps another kang and they're like, your exile wasn't enough, and they and they, they go like, to kill him, and they go to kill him. But then, the, but then, I I wasn't gonna say like kill him. I was just gonna say like they put him somewhere else. Like yeah, they do yes. something that that just that's that that's a mindset. I'm like where like Scott and Hope and and, and Cassie think yes, he's 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 in the quantum realm. He's never getting out. Yes. Mm. They're like, we have other plans for you. Yeah, and six movies later, we see a post credit scene of what they've done to him. Yeah, yeah. Like a Thanos like level, like he's yeah. got the Infinity Gauntlet. He, we see this post apocalyptic scene. We see the prison of Kang, right? Yeah. But he's out and he's conquered wherever he's at. That, whoa, that would have been cool. This but we is didn't why they it. don't hire us to write these things, unfortunately. See, Sucks. I love Ant Man and I'm glad that he's alive, but I also, part of me wishes that he would have died. For the emotional mm-hmm. sake. Yeah. And to hype up Kang. Yes. Because again, yes. Like, he looked like a weenie. Yes. You know? And so he who remains like through no punches mm-hmm. did nothing <clears throat> threatening whatsoever, except he, you know, he zapped himself from place yeah. to place. Mm-hmm. I was immediately intimidated by him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because he's got that like nonchalant, like, yes, like it's, it's that kind of villain. I felt as if he was the most powerful being ever yeah. Yeah. that has ever existed. And not just because he's got the little pad that can teleport him from place to place. How he presented himself yeah. mm-hmm. made me believe Kang the Conqueror at the beginning made me believe he was a human what if Ultron. Yeah. Towards the end, that was all lost. Well, and I think I think something that's really interesting is that 
you were right. They they do this whole go 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 thing, like go to go to a place, go to another place, go to another place. Nothing yes. really happens, and it's because it's a two two hour five minute movie. Yes, and they just want to introduce Kang. Yeah. yeah, the entire like the entire go 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 is get to Kang, get to Kang, yes, get to Kang. Nothing good happens until you get to Kang, and they give us Kang's dead. I, I, it's not even that. Like, I, it's just the fact that, like, um, that that I think, just the get to Kang part, yeah, made it hard to even want the story. Like, cause it's a good. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Cause it's I still just, say it's nine out of ten. Yeah. I got a lot of critiques yeah. and a lot of things that could be better. But yes, but it's just like uh um, it's like it's like in in two towers, two towers, oh, Lord of the Rings. Let's They're go. constantly walking places. Yes, they're just walking places. Oh, it's beautiful. It's the, beautiful. The best, but it's also movie. like, fight me about it. Come on, let's 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 <laughs> get to the place and watch like and see the thing happen. And yes, part of it's a journey, but I mean, this is not a movie where it's like part of it's journey. This is a movie where it's like we are feeding you exhibition, yes, and building this world because we have to make it so that you believe that this world has a tragic backstory in the first hour, so that we can then give you the climax that we've tried to build up. Yeah, and I think what they tried to do is make Kang a threat, but in the end, it fizzled out as a threat, in my opinion. Like, I did fear Kang, like, the moments, like, he was, like, threatening Cassie's yeah. life. Yeah, and stuff like yeah. That. I was like, okay, yeah, like, Kang's, like, the real deal. Yes. But then, like, getting him see- seeing him getting taken down so, like, mm-hmm. per se, easy, even though if he's not actually gone, I was like, okay, this is not what I was expecting. Yes. Yeah. And <clears throat> didn't I kill you? you an Avenger. Mm, Didn't I, I kill you, you before? Yeah. That line lost I kind of wish he would have killed... Like, I think I agree with you. Like, yeah. I wish he would have killed Ant-Man. And I wish it would have been the last thing Cassie sees. Like, before the portal closes. That girl oh, had sorry. so much tragedy sorry. in her Hi, life. My name's Nick, and I like to make heroes have really tragic stories so that they can rise to beat them. Six-year-old, a, a demented monster comes into her room, tries to kill her, and then basically disintegrates right in front of her eyes, and she hears it all. Her dad disappears for five years, <laughs> shows back up after grieving the loss of her dad, and then, oh my gosh, that's just, oh, wild. Would you rather it be Hope? Hope did not have enough of a story yeah. at all. Like, she that's was true. just kind of there. That is true. And same with Hank. Oh, that's what it was. That's what I heard a lot of things about. Like, people were like, I wish Hank would have died. Not because I don't like Hank, but because at least, like, Michael somebody Douglas doesn't. Died. Somebody yeah, should have died. Somebody died. Somebody should have died, and Michael Douglas doesn't seem like he wants to be in these movies anymore. Yes. Okay. And you know what? Okay, wait. Before we go off of people dying, <laughs> I, I have such a hot take on this thing because it just upset me greatly. Um, but Michael Douglas should have been in it more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the point where we were made to believe once again he's essential, and then he died. That would have made sense. Ah, uh, yeah. Hope. If you took Hope out, there's the only there's thing still she a does story. is save him at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And okay, and then Hope comes back and saves him. Right, the portal shuts down. Okay, uh-huh. and we think they're stuck. And I was totally content. I was this close. Yeah. I was this stay. close. Yes, I wanted them to stay in the quantum realm. That would have been totally fine and okay. And then they just open up a portal and here they come back. It's like, what? Why? Like, I was dissatisfied with a quote unquote happy ending. Yes. I was like, what is this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was. And <sighs> yes. Okay. The final, the final fight scene with Kang was weak. I did like the hand to hand combat though. 
Yes. Like that, that fight was good. It should have it should have been longer. It should have had more stakes. Like we should we should have seen, if anything, like a moment where Kang is like on Scott's head. Mm-hmm. Like bring Janet back now or whatever. Yeah. Because I yeah. need this thing to happen, right? And then all of a sudden he is saved somehow. But there's this tension where he's crushing his head. Mm-hmm. Not like uh, like uh, Doctor Strange, though. No, I get, I get it. Yeah, nothing grotesque. Ugh. Just something that raises the tension that Scott could be done right here. I've got it. Okay, this let's hear gonna, it. I'm going to fix the final fight scene I'm in. right now. I'm in. I'm right here. Kang comes out, and he start, he's like, yeah, take him down. They start winning, like the ants start coming, and and he's losing. Okay, yes. and he just starts wiping the ants out, mm-hmm. just starts taking them out. Pretty much marches his way up to Hank, knowing, like, imagine he's got all the technology. He knows who the heck is controlling the ants. He right. knows who yes. the ants are protecting. He knows, marches his way up to Hank, and just puts him over his knee. Just, just man, just breaks his back over his knee. Yeah, just starts putting him into the ground. That's got Loki in uh, Infinity War vibes. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Literally, like, just takes him out, kills the ants, and then you slowly, like, Cassie sees this. She watches like her 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 surrogate grandfather die. Yeah, tries to get in the in the mix. Just Janet gets sees swatted. it too. Yeah, Janet goes, gets swatted, or no, no, Janet tries. Scott holds her back and hope. Goes in, gets swatted. Scott tries to get in front of it, gets swatted, and we watch Janet just get murked. Like, oh. just taken mm. down. You see the revolutionaries just start coming at him, and they're at the point where it's like, we just have to get out of here. That We, we can't save this place. We can't, like, we just have to stop him from getting out. That's the conquer I wanted to see. Yeah. And it's it's literally just Scott and Cassie make it out, yeah, and hope dies fighting, like trying to just just hope avenge dies her getting parents. them out. Yeah, yes. she she died like she's stuck on this. I have to avenge my parents. Yeah, yeah. And he and 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 you get Scott trying to like pull her out, like trying, and she just shoots him. Yeah, like imagine like her just being like, I'm not leaving, and just shoots Scott, gets him like yeah, pushes him out. But portal closes. What about this? Instead of hope dying, enslaved by Kang. To, uh, to be used as a tool to get Scott to get Come back. back. Dang. Ooh, chills. Whew. But all of that, yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. Janet getting murked. Yes. Like, like just beautiful. I, just, ima- I agree with you guys. We need, we need something a little bit more. That's mm-hmm. the conquer I wanted to see. Because, yeah, yeah like it's. <sighs> and it would have given a lot more emotional depth to the line that Ant Man had when he said, I don't have to win. We I'd just both have, have to lose. Exactly. That, that uh, like, level, maybe even Hope should have said it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, just, I don't care if I yeah. win. I just care if you lose or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, if Hope died, I mean, Ant-Man would lose in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. he, he would lose Hank. He would, and who knows if Scott knows how to make, I, I don't pin think particles. he doesn't know point. how to make pin particles. There's no way Hank has, because if mm-hmm. if Hank had done it, he would have known an end game, and he would have been able to make pin particles. Um, yeah, unless he's learning what? the last. Did he make pin particles? No, because no, they had to go no, back they to get yeah. them. They had to get more. They had to get more. Yeah, but wait, before they wait. went back in time, he had them. 
and they had a limited supply. They had a limited amount. Yeah, they did have a limited amount. And then amount. they went back to. And, and then, then when they were in the back, they had to go Stark. get more because they. Because they said there was only one shot. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. We only have yeah. one for a practice run. And we only one. have enough for this. Yeah. Yes. So, so presumably the Pym particle would have been gone if Hank was gone. Yep. And Michael Douglas has now come out and said, the next Ant-Man I'm in, I'm dead. I want to die. He's not killed at this point. Please. It would have been such a boss move for him to do that interview before the premiere, and then he dies in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, that would have been I told you guys. Come on. It's like, can't you just listen to me? It's like he comes out at the pyramid. He's like, "Ah, I got (laughs) you. Oh, my goodness. I'm dead. I'm dead. D-E-D. Dead. Dead. Okay. All right. Any closing thoughts? Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumini. We've definitely picked it apart. Um... I will say Cassie Lang, she was a boss. Mm-hmm. And she was a believable boss. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was a punk kid, but she leaned into mentorship from her dad. She leaned into all this stuff, and she really did. She had the essential mm-hmm. pieces to be a hero. Mm-hmm. She just needed, she, did, she shouldn't have been Ray from Force yeah. Awakens. Like, oh, I know how to use a Force. Oh, I know how to use a lightsaber. I'm perfect, right? I'm glad we didn't get that with Cassie. Yeah. And we haven't gotten that with, I don't think, any of our female young heroes. Yeah. And even male ones. I don't think we've gotten anybody that just knew it. it. Yeah. 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 And Cassie like was... they're good at something, but yes. they're not perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, when it came to Haley Steinfeld in Hawkeye, mm-hmm. she was already a very accomplished archer, right? Yeah. And it made sense. But she didn't know how to do the superhero thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cassie, she has all the heart. Mm-hmm. She has some of the athletics and the yeah. the technique of punching and doing all that but she leaned into her dad to teach her how to punch yeah. so yeah that was good. I, I loved cassie lang in this yes yeah. absolutely absolutely i agree and anything else we want to touch on before we shut this podcast down i uh, just um i'm excited to see what's ha- what's going to happen in the future excited yeah. to see what we get really excited to see um how cassie earns or decides her name of stature yeah so what it, that's like that's, that's her name that's that's her superhero name is what stature <laughs> that's stupid okay. Um, <laughs> okay but i appreciate um not actually i, I appreciate heard there was nothing. two names like two possible names i'm i'm glad there's maybe i hope there's more than one uh well that's like that's her main name in like stature yeah that's her main name in in the comics but who knows if like she changes it. Stinger. Or the, Stinger is another one. Oh. Uh, make more sense. Please well, because, do not go well, off okay, of the okay. theme. Okay. No, no, There's no. a theme here. I get it. There's I a theme it. here. Well, in the comics, she mainly does, like, more growing than she does shrinking. Mm. So, like, she like that's why it's stature. Call her Pufferfish then, she, right? Oh like, gosh. just... <laughs> call her Blowfish. I mean, come on. Okay. Okay. All right. Any 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 final thoughts? Final thoughts? Anything? No. Yes. Well. Yes. Haley, thank you once again. Thank you. <laughs> thank you also for joining in on the clap. That was wonderful. We will have Haley back plenty more times to talk about plenty of things, all things MCU and Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yes. Coming coming soon Summer to a podcast. Yeah, a podcast near you. Uh, yes. Um, but you know what? I could do this all day. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Bazinga.